Alright, we're starting in James. <clears throat> I love James. I love every book of the Bible. But I feel like every letter but, we go through, once we start it, I'm like, oh, I love this one. Yeah, all the... <laughs> and then the next one we go through, I'm like, oh, no, I love this one. Yeah, all the New Testament is awesome. All the Old Testament is awesome. Um, it's amazing what happens when you just read this book. But I guess just for my center of study and focus is... Sure. is is mainly the new test mainly the new testament i wouldn't well i would say probably it's probably a hefty sum of both but <clears throat> i think where my personal interest comes in mm -hmm. is more so in the new testament and the letters and and different things that um I, I just love the study of just you know what the apostles were communicating what they were saying who well, they were the history you behind really it. like the real application right to these things right. and that's what all the letters are constantly addressing exactly is is, is real application to the to the scriptures yeah so yeah you're exactly right and but then you're constantly like, in old testament and new right doing reference, both correct you know, where he says yeah that. so but i don't want to say that i favor one over the other but but you know what i mean you're not a red letter christian not at all and James is one of those, another one of those books that that is just really awesome. But that's what we started. So we read chapters one and two today. Yeah, we'll do one and two. So go ahead and say a quick prayer. All right, and we will. I'll try not to stop uh, stop on the first. Well, I first have one. to. You can get to verse uh, two. No, I think I'll say it before, so I just won't stop. Okay. Um. He, in verse 1 here, as we read, he speaks of, I'm writing to the 12 tribes. And then it, the NLT here translates it saying, Jewish believers scattered abroad to the 12 tribes. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of true. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely um, both. It, it's, it's Gentile. Uh, believers it, it speaks to Gentile believers but it's focused is and as was James focus I mean we see that James was uh, <clears throat> was very you know very very high up in the church and well, we've got Christ's brother here you know talking that about... was the second point that I was going to bring up too I think we just got did we do did we finish up Jude or did, no? We did finish we, yeah, yeah, with we Third John and Jude. Yeah. yeah, that's what we did. So, I was just wondering if that one had come out by yeah, the time uh, this one. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So just like we said with Jude, we have another brother of Jesus that does not self-identify him as such. He mm -hmm. identifies himself as a brother of Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, but going back to the twelve tribes thing. Well, I mean, if that's, we are once we become believers in God through Christ if we're grafted into this right. tree wouldn't we technically be yes. grafted into the 12 yes. tribes right we are grafted in but with the understanding that sometimes the shepherd could talk and he could be talking to the 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 Israel sure. you know? yeah, yeah. and, and <clears throat> although we're there and we're listening mm -hmm. this is not necessarily well, now this is not the case yeah. Usually that's that's but that's why I said that with the understanding that sometimes in in well actually that this is the case in where the way that he says the twelve tribes because he is specifically talking to Jewish Christians. Yeah. Um. 
but it still encompasses all believers. And yeah. as you you can see, this is very very applicable um, to your life to today. your life today, and obviously very very Jewish. And that's why you can tell that this mm-hmm. this is written definitely to the Jewish community. The Jewish community mm-hmm. of believers of the way. Right. This letter is from James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am writing to the twelve tribes, Jewish believers scattered abroad. Greetings. I said Jewish believers scattered abroad. Weird how they do that in other translations that looks a lot different. But verse 2. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Like that doesn't speak right, right to you in our life and our trials and our everything today. Yeah, I mean, that is so true. How many times have you felt yourself being made perfect through just horrible situations that now you can we've been there so now we can go through them again Mm -hmm. that's what he means by being eventually will be made perfect like him but in this situation it's it's refining that faith in in those trials if your faith grows through that sure it it grows into you're only drawing closer and closer to christ correct so we know that we've been down in the dump so we have faith that he will raise us right back up yeah if you need wisdom ask our generous God and he will give it to you he will not rebuke you for asking but when you ask him be sure that your faith is in God alone do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything that they do Wow. Mm-hmm. Unstable in everything they do. But it's if you need, he won't. If you ask for God for something, have faith that he will give it to you. Mm-hmm. But it will take time. Yep. In a lot of cases, it takes time. We are going. We're we're going into our study in Matthew. We're going to Jesus cleansing the lepers. Mm-hmm. And uh, on Sundays, right? Yeah. And uh, just yeah, correct on Sundays. Yeah. I'm sorry. We have like three of these things now. I have to. <laughs> Try I have to kind of keep them all straight. Um, so yes, if I do misspeak with click, keeping three, which is I I don't think is too many. I think it's yeah. Awesome. But anyway, um, you know Jesus cleansing. Go and you will be healed. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean boom you're healed. Yeah. So don't get upset when it's, when not. it's not right away, mm-hmm. or don't get upset if it's not what you wanted. But remember that God is the one that is doing this for you. So if you ask him 
you have to truly understand what you're asking. You're asking him to move his arm, and he will. But when you're asking him to move his arm, it's it's done. And you can't come back to him going, why did you move your arm? I don't like the way you I don't you like you it. moved it. Mm-hmm. Like the way you moved it, yeah, exactly. That's so, why I love that. Loyalty divided between God and the world. We're seeing, right. we've seen in every single letter so far now, this big deal made about your investment in this world, right? right? Every single one now that we've been going through these has spoken specifically on that. That probably should be setting off little alarm bells to us. This is incredibly important that we really do assess and look at where our loyalty and our investment in the things of this world truly lies. Right, which... Because you can't have that. No, you and can't. And I don't feel like we speak on that or teach it in that no, way. No, we don't. And the whole book of James so sums so- sums that up mm-hmm. in this outside, do not divide your your yeah. loyalty. It's one live, or the other. Right. You, you cannot can't love live, God and the world. Right. And then, I mean, the whole, that's, and, and you can't be proud about it. And that's, that's what James speaks about. That's the summary of the whole book. So we'll, we'll just continue on in seven, right? Or no? Nine. Nine. I'm sorry. Nine. Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a flower in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers. Little flower droops and falls, and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all of their achievements. So the rich people should should thank God for humbling them in this life. When have you ever seen a rich, humble person? They do exist. There are some. But... I'm speaking for the majority, in the majority. And let's point out this point here, too. I would say that the majority of us don't classify... Okay, that's going to sound like an ignorant statement, but I'm... But, truly, I'm talking about a believer that is a rich, humble person. Sure. Show me. Joel Osteen, Oh, yeah, completely humble. Anyways... The other point I want us to note out here is I don't think that many of us would consider ourselves as being rich, right? Because we are looking at the fellow citizens of our country and how, you know, I'm poor, I'm middle class or whatever. You know, I think that we would kind of compare ourselves to like, you know, I'm not Bill Gates over here. I'm not, you know, Bezos, you know, so I'm not rich. I think most of us would say that, but let's pause a moment and look at the entirety of our world. Well, Americans already are far richer than the mass majority of the world. And so when you really think of what many people have and live off of and have access to, even if you are working class poor, here in America, you are far richer and have far more than the majority of people in the world. So I really think we can all look at, sometimes when it talks about rich people, you want to be like, eh, well, that's not me. I'm not rich, mm-hmm. so well, I'm look not what, worried about it. Well, and if you think that, look at the end of verse 11, what it says. The ri- With all of their achievements. Mm-hmm. So think about that. 
what's your achievement? What's your goals? What's your, that mean, that defines you being rich as well. Yeah. So you may not, you may think, oh, I'm poor and I'm just, like you said, I mean, we have this, this, this lifestyle that we think, I, would I consider ourselves rich? Absolutely not. Yeah. Would I be our rich considered, proves right, proves it. Rich. But would our, would, would a lot of the world consider us rich? Oh, Absolutely. And do I think I'm pre- – yeah, I live – I have electricity and heat and running yeah, water. I'm sitting in and my I'm, home with my internet. And my like bills the- are sort of kind of paid. Sometimes. And, <laughs> and um, you know, all these things. So Right, and we don't have people knocking down our doors. You know, so it's um, – I just want it's, us to it's make sure very, that we... very. It's a there's a there's a there's a distinction there that yeah. you have to make. But you whether, have to remember what we're talking about when we're talking about the rich. I feel like it's so easy to kind of mentally keep that out of our mind and not like filter that in through our hearts because we automatically go, oh well, I'm not rich, so it's not talking to me. All of us here in America, compared to the world. You are right. rich. And even the cruddiest stuff that you have in your cruddy little home that's worth nothing is far more than the rest of the world has. So we all can so our hearts it's, this. Yes, absolutely it means the rich, wealthy person. Of and course, that's, yes. That's what, so. the sa- that's what the statement is about. But the depth of that statement goes to a more broader sense. Is yes. that's, what, that's what you're saying. So, mm-hmm. so that, not that there's – it's just – like it's one statement and another that just envelops everybody. <laughs> Definitely. If we could pull up, you know, like every millionaire in our country, starting with the president and on, and apply these things, like right. even more so, even more the so. point we're trying to make. Right. Here. And you can see, and you can see how much, how rich people have, you know, and the different things that they've done. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I don't, I'm not necessarily. Well, I don't want to. We'll go into a different podcast. Okay. So, verse 12. 12. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Mm-hmm. Temptation comes from our own desires which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. That's cool. This goes back into the first John five that we were mm-hmm. we just were just talking about. Yep, we were just clarifying the study on first John five. Uh, and I'm sure the same person that asked the question on on first John five will listen to this. So this this is exactly what I I don't know why I didn't reference James one in that but I should have, um, but here it is now, um, that answers a lot of it. You know your own sinful actions and desires and these things. And refuse when, to turn away from them. See, it, it, that's that's just what's so beautiful about the scriptures is they just marry together so well. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a perfect example of it is is First John five of going to James one when you say, when sin is allowed to grow. Mm-hmm. So when we consistently keep on sinning, it gives birth to death. 
and that just answers the question of, of something that, uh, you know, there was the question of, of what is the sin that leads to death? We know that there are certain sins that, mm-hmm. quote unquote, don't lead to death. And then, and then that, do. that do lead to yeah. death. Um, well, this sums, that you're refusing this, to walk away from. <laughs> this actually sums up both of them in one. says that these, when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, a, that's awesome. Um, 16. Verse 16. So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. Whatever good gift is a good gift that came down from above. That is my favorite one to use with my children. Because mm-hmm. um, that's that's definitely how I feel. But I that's how all of us believers should feel. And I'm, most of us believers do feel that. Yeah. But um, well, I also know that there's a slight culture out there that kind of wants to push their children away or be annoyed by their children. Mm-hmm. But take that. If you're a believer, take that in weight of this verse, that every good gift is a gift from above. And your children, and your children are a good gift. So don't ever So it's from it. God. Mm-hmm. If this gift from God, why would you... Why would you, why would you do that? You wouldn't, if you if you thought about it in the right, context. in the right context. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, that changes that. That's what softens a lot of. That's what softened a lot of me. Mm-hmm. Um, when you realize you're like, man, if my kids are a gift, then the way that I raise them and the way that I treat them and and everything has got to be a reflection off of how appreciative I am from God's gift to me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody should well, should view that. And I in... think of, you think of like, you know that hideous thing you have that you don't really like, but somebody who you love so much gave it to you, so like you have to keep it around, right? Like you see in TV shows, like grandma knit this horrible, ugly sweater, but you can't get rid of it because when grandma comes over, you have to put the sweater on and tell her that you really love it and mm-hmm. it's your favorite thing ever, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, why can we not then apply that God the Father, the creator of the universe, handpicked yeah. your children to give to, to you. give to you. Yeah. Even adopted children, children that aren't sure. you know biological. Like he he knew he had all of that, and he handpicked them for you as a good gift mm-hmm. that he crafted. Like it's mind blowing. Like you you can't fathom the immenseness of this immensity immenseness i'm not using right words but it's really cool so if he did that then why do we need a break why do we belittle our children Mm -hmm. do we get free i mean do we just ah we got to get them out of the house i just can't take it anymore i need some alone time you know we go on with with just this kind of negative thinking and there's actually an article about pro motherhood in the spring edition of our free e-magazine that so hits on all of this but it really makes you stop and think what am i doing god right who I am to love with my entirety, my everything, mm-hmm. handpicked this and said, you know what would be an awesome gift for me? These kids. These kids. Here yeah. you go. So every day I must look at them 
and behave accordingly to these are these amazing gifts that God picked out for me. How awesome is that? Yeah, perfectly said. I mean, that's that's so true, and it goes be it, it goes beyond children. I mean, we hardly that's just a great example. This goes yeah. on to um, you know. Uh, you know, if, if if money comes your way when you're when you've got something due, mm-hmm. you know your rent get, you better believe that that money is in your account. Oh, yeah. From the food you, better you think get your, to eat today, you better the house you get to in live heaven, in today, right. the car you have to get you somewhere today, the electricity that's working in your home today, every single thing, every good gift is a gift from above. And from sometimes, above. I I said in in previous ones that. Sometimes even waking up the next morning is a gift. (laughs) The freedoms you might have are not from anyone other than God. So if you're excited for your freedoms that you might get to enjoy that maybe other people do not in our sinful fallen world, they are a gift from God. They are from him, not anyone else. Yeah, and in whatever situation you're in, um, I don't... You don't necessarily have to view every day as a gift, <laughs> because some, some days, days stink. Are, some <laughs> days really, really stink. But the point of it is that me. that every day is from God, mm-hmm. and that every day that you open your eyes, God wanted you alive for some reason and some purpose. Yep. Even though you can't figure out that day why that is, and and why even next week that might be, or next year, next whatever it is, it none of that may make sense. It is still a gift from him. But eventually, if you if you have patience and wait, it will all make sense. Yeah. And I say that. Not only from personal experience, but I say that in hope, (laughs) you know, to get great encouragement out of that as well. (laughs) Because I... Because today stinks. I I know (laughs) that, yeah, I'm in the same struggle. Um, Verse 19? Yes. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires... I might not... This might go over a little bit on time. How are we on time? Are oh, we? we're doing horrible. We're at 20 minutes. 22 oh, minutes this is going to be... I'm sorry, Morgan. Wait, <laughs> don't call people out. She said anything. 30 to 45, so maybe we can do it. I'm, yeah, maybe we can do that. It's just so much good I stuff. I will so right? try. Because this is... One of the biggest things that clearly... I've seen y'all's social medias. Mm-hmm. Not anybody that listens to these. I don't know. Maybe. I don't. Maybe. Maybe, maybe this, this will convict you. Media, yeah. Maybe this will convict you. Maybe that's what it is. Um, even, you know, everywhere in the world you see it. Every Anywhere you go, you see it. But especially amongst believers. We I have might given just save these and be the ones that I respond to people's posts, which is post the scripture in there. We, <laughs> we, we don't. None of us live like this, and I, I am the first and foremost of all sinners in my past 
and I'm not saying that it doesn't come up every <laughs> so every so often. We're all um, but all of it for being slow to speak, slow to listen, get angry at the drop of a hat. I mean, that was that was definitely something. Did I get that far with that? You're on 21. Okay, so I wanted to make sure. I, I just didn't want to make sure that I went too far. Um, but that was definitely me too. But that is that does not produce the type of righteousness God desires, nor, and that's not the fruit. That's not spiritual fruit. If you're reading the Word and you're in the Word, that you can see that you can see this is clear. Being a loud, arrogant, boastful person mm-hmm. is is angry, hateful, unkind, right. and this yeah this does go over social media so these things that you're sharing and things that you're saying Mm -hmm. about minorities Mm -hmm. about politics Mm -hmm. about each other about music about movies Mm -hmm. even commenting to one another referring even how we talk to one another um back and forth these are all things that we are horrible with. You're not producing the righteousness God desires. Plain and simple. I mean, you're just not. Right. But our our Christianity today has been so just... We've used the term watered down, and that's the best, I think, that we can think of. Um, we are lukewarm. We've become completely lukewarm. And we have been so, just our values have gone, we have compromised so much in the church today that we don't even know what our value is. Mm -hmm. Because we don't even know how to talk about Mm -hmm. a minority, a group of, you know, or, or... or a religion Someone's or a citizenship or a, status. Right, or... citizenship. Yeah, see, I told you it would come up in mm. some way or another. I won't go off too far on it. But. 21. <laughs> but none of, well, I mean, just to sum up what I'm talking about on that, I mean, slow to speak, slow to get angry, quick to listen. None of us are doing it. None of us. We all need to improve here every day. Because. With our children, with our spouse, with our coworkers, with everyone, right? Right. So, and then as well, you you also want to be able to look at other people that maybe are being blatantly Mm -hmm. like all of these things, Mm -hmm. and they're claiming that they're doing all these good things. Mm -mm. No, they're not, because they're not producing the righteousness that God desires, so it doesn't matter. If they fit in, it it does not matter. Nope. 21. (laughs) Not going to get much further. Watch your blood pressure. So get rid of all filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your souls. I'm verse by verse on this one because that just that just sums up everything that I said. Just eat, It's evil and filth and you have to humbly accept God's word that's planted in your heart. All these things that are produced, that are that are coming out as evil and filth, 
and it's disgusting and, and it's despicable and you need yeah and and people need to stop I don't care we were taught you said immigration I don't care what your view on immigration is mm -hmm. if you're a believer even if you think that whatever you, your small brain thinks sure then and, and I say that not in a slanderous way yeah but I'm saying that you're choosing to be completely closed-minded about it. Sure. Because anybody that holds that type of stance and says these type of thing about these people is small-minded. Yeah. And they are choosing to just close off and not choosing to accept the word that God has planted in their hearts. Because he doesn't do that. He doesn't. It doesn't come with anger, slander, any of these things like that. It does not come like that. If it is from God, that if is If it not. is from God, it does not. Mm -hmm. Whew. Blood pressure. Gotta watch it. You guys, I'm going to put a monitor on them that I can just watch. No, you're not. We <laughs> agree that you weren't. We did not agree. <laughs> but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. <laughs> okay, remember he just said you you must listen to God's word and you must do what it says. Yeah. Literal application. Look what he look what he says like what and and there is never a word of slander that's going to come out of Jesus Christ's mouth. Yeah. Except for when he's talking about the Pharisees. But then it's not so, slander. It's not then slander. it's not slander. It's truth. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge difference. But that's what I don't want people to confuse. Mm -hmm. Is That was my exact point for bringing that up. Is because slander and truth are two different things. Because remember, the Pharisees were the religious elite rights. And they thought they were speaking They thought truth. that they were speaking truth. But guess what? These dogs, these this filth, so if they you weren't. Think that you can so if you think if you can take your political, political ideology and political views and, 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 and mix a little bit of Jesus in with mm -hmm. it, you need to go read... This book, not from what your pastor told you, not from what you saw on YouTube, not when what from you listened to from this podcast. You need to go back. You need to pray to God, and you need to read your full Bible again, and ask that He speaks to your heart and that He speaks to you and shows you this, because you will not find what you're putting out there with that. You're not going to find. You will not there. find it. 23. Did I make it to 23? I doubt it. Did I, did I stop myself? No, you stopped at 22, so do 23. Okay. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's just like glancing at your own face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. 
If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Okay. That just backs up what I just told you. If you claim to be religious but you don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourself. You know what controlling your tongue is? Is not speaking any kind of slander, no matter what your view is, on some specific topics. Or in any sense, not just specific. Yes, topics. across the board. I'm with just friends with family. I'm just with... making sure that I'm very clear that I'm calling out a certain group of not specific people, but a group of, of the type of people that we in our home church here are 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 we we are called out into this ministry mm -hmm. and this is one of the this is one of our this is one of our you listen to enough of these you'll find out that this is one of our re reoccurring things that we deal with but it's also one of the reoccurring things that we just get just complete blessings from God oh yeah and just um, from the people that tell us and, and just thank us for standing for against it and against the norm mm -hmm. so that's what we will continue to do <clears throat> and we hope if you like it and even if you don't I don't care we're just reading we're a book. just reading a book 27 pure and genuine religion in the side in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you okay I won't go you would think that I would be going into a big rant about that I'm not actually so I can let people know who would be listening to this that would be on the conservative right um, which I have always said that I lean more towards but I'm way libertarian I'm not not I'm, I'm not a Donald Trump Christian at all um, anyway Thank the Lord. I will agree with the other side and say that this is a good point that even the most liberal Christians that say um, you know there's even some things that I don't I disagree with you know lots of things I disagree with you know of accepting so I mean we're not you know we're, we're clear to God's word here you know that we make clear distinctions mm -hmm. so I want to be clear that even the most liberal Christians will use this verse that says orphans and widows in their distress refusing that means that you take care of every single widow and orphan all across the world no matter what in their just otherwise gotcha. you have to yeah okay that's not necessarily the case. That's not what James is trying to communicate here. That's not what he's saying. He's saying the rich religious people, believers, that are letting other believers suffer. Sure. Orphans, widows, different things like that. That's what James is, is mm -hmm. communicating here. As believers, and as though as we're taught, and we're taught that love, and, and you know, we're all... We're, we're, we're taught many things. Um, so as but as believers in this, you make your own. You make that decision yourself in every situation, every every situation that's presented to you, because um, we're supposed to do good to not only outsiders but 
it's inside of the church. Yes. But it's also outsiders. So we forget that sometimes too, that it's also outsiders. Mm -hmm. So as a Christian, you have to make that decision yourself on when you're thinking of any, any, here we go back to the immigration, but I also think this back to the Syrian refugee yeah. thing, to the, you know, the, the, oh, the Mexican thing, to, yeah. to Valenzuela, you know, to all these different, oh, there's plenty of them, plenty of countries right now are just going ape crap. Um, so you think, and, and people are fleeing for their lives everywhere. I mean, shoot, look over in Africa. There's oh, yeah. how many different... There's no shortage. There, there's of none. Distress. Um, China, mm-hmm. everywhere. So, the, yeah, there, there's definitely there's definitely no lack of it. So you look within but, that, though. I think your point, though, that you look at that, you can see, obviously, within the body of believers, there's right. no excuse for us not to be taking care of others' needs. Correct, as well. But we also look past that. How can we serve anyone we can possibly Correct. serve? Correct. So, so that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because through to, our serving, to then, my, we yeah. could bring the unbeliever to Christ and how much Correct. greater would Correct, but to that? my, yeah, but to the point of that is that, is that you should have this view of serving, yeah, other orphans and widows that aren't believers. Mm-hmm. So you think of the women and children in this immigration crisis in, in, in every situation. Yeah. I don't care if they could be, might be, sort of, sometimes might come in and hurt you. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, that's why I said you have God's to make the decision. Me. Right. But that's what <laughs> that's what you have to make the, the, not the decision. I keep saying decision, but that's where you have to let your thought process go mm-hmm. when, you, when you're reading this or when you're dealing with this. Um, Chapter two. Oh, did we get to two? No, yeah. we didn't. And refusing to let the world corrupt you. In the end of chapter one. All right, chapter two. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? (laughs) Okay. For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry and another comes in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can't stand, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor. Well, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? And I notice how he says though in this, and I, and I understand that this isn't necessarily the word, but someone comes into your meeting. He makes no distinction whether this is a believer, maybe this is a non-believer. Just Shoot, maybe this is even an active sinner that's in an Sure. Someone comes in. So I know he's using the example of clothing and jewelry and stuff in this instance, but I'm fairly certain we could apply this, right? Because he's just saying, let me give you an example. Because the point here is how can you claim to have faith in Christ if you favor some people over others? Mm-hmm. So favor people because their family or close friends favor people because they have money or they don't favor people because you like them or you don't because of their citizenship status because of their skin color or because you you perceive something about them exactly you can go on and on and on all day long with this it is your duty if you are truly a believer of christ to live as christ did and to show the love of christ to every person you come in contact with. That is your job. As far as their judgments and their dealings, 
they will deal with that before God. It is your duty to shine the light of Christ to them so that they can see God through you right? and come to him to see to find that same light that you yourself have. We're never going to get these people to come to us for the true gospel if yeah. you don't live it if you don't live it and if you don't show them this example by yeah of it verse five listen to me dear brothers and sisters hasn't god chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him but you dishonor the poor isn't it the rich who oppress you and drag you into court aren't they the ones who slander jesus christ whose noble name you bear mic drop <laughs> It's like, come on. Even y'all know that it's not. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Yes, indeed. It is good when you obey the royal law as found in the scriptures. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. You are guilty of breaking the law. For the person who keeps all of the laws except one is guilty as a person is as guilty as a person who has broken all of God's laws. For the same God who said you must not commit adultery also said you must not murder. So if you murder someone but do not commit adultery, you have still broken the law. So whatever you say or whatever you do, remember that you will be judged by the law that sets you free. There will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. But if you have been merciful, God will be merciful when he judges you. Mm -hmm. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Here we go with this whole quite literally, mm -hmm. you know, doing these things again must be a theme. Can that kind of faith save anyone? Uh, well, let me stop you right here. Um, just to note, this is where a lot of a lot of people get confused, they get thrown off, they get into arguments about faith and works and what James is saying. Sure. And it doesn't contradict Paul and does sure. it contradict absolutely not this is this is a general statement this is like you you did lead up to saying that seems truly living it mm -hmm. so that is your works but that requires action yeah. if you truly have faith in Christ you will actively go out and serve somebody yeah, and that doesn't that way. doesn't necessarily going and mean meaning going and pouring soup at your local local soup kitchen. You're like, I serve people, Jesus, I'm good for the week. Yeah, I checked off my box. I'm good to go. I have my salvation card this week. Yeah, no. Who did you truly share the gospel with, and who did you truly maybe as as James' brother says, who did you snatch out of the fire? Mm -hmm. That that's what you did. This is. This is serious. We we have a faith that we believe in, and we believe that the rest of the world is perishing, and most of us believe that the Lord is coming very very soon. Act like it. Yeah. And your your faith will produce these. What he is referring to is works. But if you just say that you believe in Jesus and you don't do anything, like we were just saying, you can you can boast and, and pretend like you believe in God. But you really don't. Your heart's not really there. So that's exactly what he's saying. He's saying if you if you have true faith, these will produce these types of works. So go ahead and verse fifteen. 
suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day stay warm and eat well but then you don't give that person any food or clothing what good does that do so you see faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds it is dead and useless dead and useless if it doesn't produce something then you, you you're not a believer yeah. You don't have saying it. my thoughts and prayers are with you is is in in saying that you're a Christian and going to church on Sunday these these this practice that we've made that goes along with our our posh American life it just shouldn't be lip service it's it, something it's real. more than that to see somebody who asks for prayer and say yes I will be praying for you sure but are you you have to do that then like that's you have to work and, and and do these things with it you don't just like oh well i i liked it so there was my part you know i mean we we have to go further with these things yeah and and what like we said in the beginning slander is not one of those things verse 18 now someone may argue some people have faith others have good deeds but i say how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. Yeah. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab, the prostitute, is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid the messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. There we go. 45 minutes, we did it. Faith <laughs> is dead without good works. Oh, and so good. You, Yeah, I felt, yeah. So hopefully good about this that. is something that was a good uh, use of the past 45 minutes of your time. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And then we will go ahead and be back tomorrow with the remainder of James, which um, honestly just keeps getting better. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good day, guys.